expected to watch one episode a night, and then we binge watched all of them and then watched Men's because I enjoyed it that much. We also binge watched it the first time I had seen it, and then we started the Men's, but I didn't like the Men's, so we just stopped. All right, I'm gonna throw this intro out here. Uh, hello and welcome to Wadam Out, the show that talks about fitness, nutrition, and life from three average athletes that have no business doing so. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm joined with my other uh, two besties, Cassie and Ashley. Today we're going to talk about, oh, I'm on the wrong document. Yay! Uh, <laughs> Get it together. We don't know what we're talking about We're, we're talking about the Brute Showdown. Uh, our thoughts, I hope you guys enjoy. But we already kind of hit with initial thoughts. We binged it, all of us. <laughs> So let's start off with the athletes that were in there. It was Brooke Enns from CrossFit. Um, well, let me let me just start fresh. All right. So there's four uh, athletes that are that are doing this. There's four different disciplines. So it's powerlifting, uh, Olympic lifting, CrossFit, and then also bodybuilding. So those four disciplines are kind of duking it out. So people representing the uh, CrossFit is Brooke Enns. Uh, bodybuilding, it's Danilyn Bailey. From powerlifting, it's Maddie Forberg, and for Olympic lifting, it's Maddie. Oh God, she's the famous one, and I don't know who she, what her last name is. Rogers. Maddie Maddie Rogers. Maddie Rogers. Yeah, Might I start by saying all four of these women were delightful. That was one thing that I enjoyed. Was I like I don't even remember because I watched started the dudes like we watched it before a while ago and so i knew i wasn't going to watch the guys and i remember not liking the personalities for the men but from the get-go i thought these ladies were just delightful to watch like they were funny and they were good spirited uh it was just a lot of fun but i will state this i don't think the test overall was like really that fair like you have different women from different points in time in their careers of vastly di- like well not vastly different ages but different ages like maddie rogers is really young compared to book ends in like when it comes to performance and their like athletic careers right so i think that should be noted too one i'll comment on just like you said like the women's overall kind of attitude and and their personality really did come out in it and there was very much a girl power kind of uh between the four of them and when each uh person kind of had their turn for the event that should have been there, they're in like their total win. They would like coach the other women, give them pointers and tips. Um, and it was more of like a very friendly competition, uh, which I really enjoyed. And it's not what I expected. So I did like that. Um, I only knew of Brooke Entz really going into this. And I love her. Like, I know there's a lot of controversial opinions on her, but I just, I love everything about Brooke Ends. I was rooting for her from the beginning. I just really enjoy her as a person. And I, but I do agree with you, Michael, that there were definitely some discrepancies. And actually in the beginning of the notes that I took, I was a little bit annoyed. And I put down that I thought the bodybuilder was going to take it all. Um, and I was a little annoyed because when I think of a bodybuilder, it was not her. Like that is not what I think of. And maybe that's just my perception of bodybuilding. I mean, she looks, you know, she has an amazing physique, but I really think of not as much functional fitness based. And she's, she said, I think she competed on like American Ninja Warrior. Was that her? I think so. Or she trained American Ninja. Yeah. Like something like that. So to me, that's a little bit more in the wheelhouse of like 
CrossFit, like functional fitness. So I thought that kind of gave her an advantage that I thought was really going to come into play. And I think it did as the competition went on. Um, And even Maddie Rogers had said she had done CrossFit. She did Olympic lifting and then went into CrossFit and then went back to Olympic lifting. So the athletes weren't very like, except for Maddie Forberg, she was like pure powerlifting. She was like the most authentic, pure powerlifter. I loved her throughout it. Um, But I thought that really showcased like when she would do the wad or did like the pose off, you can kind of see the difference between people who had been like dynamically trained for functional fitness versus somebody who's, who's um, like wheelhouse is just pulling those big numbers, which is just as hard. So I'm not like downing that at all, but I almost felt it, the people they picked were a little unfair because it wasn't like somebody who's only ever done Olympic lifting and somebody who only ever did CrossFit and only ever did bodybuilding. So that was my original thought going into it. And I was a little annoyed Um, But honestly, as the women's personalities came out, I was like, this is why they picked them. These are great humans. Like they they put on a great show. Those are my initial thoughts going into it. Well, it's also, you know, they pick the people based on the sport. So they're also, you know, like the figureheads of their sport. Um, I mean, if you had Steffi Cohen in there, she would probably do the same thing as Maddie Forberg. Um, But, you know, powerlifting, you don't really need a lot of athleticism. And Danilyn Bailey... Yeah, I agree with you that she is definitely not what you think of as a bodybuilder. In fact, there are many different categories of bodybuilding with the Olympic, uh, with Mr. Olympia, it's usually like the classic and the straight up like physique is like a lower category of, of bodybuilding. So that's why she doesn't look like the bodybuilders that you see in like, you know, on the Olympia stage. What do you mean by, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I don't know much about bodybuilding. So I'm going to be probably asking you questions I did not mean to interrupt you I'm sorry but what do you mean by lower tier there's like a there's like a lower tier so um usually um so I'll uh, describe like men's bodybuilding because it's easier there's always like a physique category which you see the guys in the board shorts and you know they seem a lot leaner um and then you go to like um classic bodybuilding which has you know people in speedos or sometimes they're doing poses sometimes they're getting like a little bit more uh dynamic and then you have like the olympia like level like top tier and that's when you see people like yeah like like an arnold kind of guy kind of guy gigantic yoked people so there are different tiers and i think she's not at she's at a more versatile tier where she can probably has a lot more um functionality to her muscles instead of them just being gigantic where you can't really move and don't have the mobility See, I think I maybe thought of bodybuilders because the bodybuilders I've seen in like my personal, like my personal life have always been very tiny people. Mm-hmm. And to me, Dana, 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 Dana Lynn Bailey, DLB, right? just call her DLB, DLB, DLB. She looked phenomenal. And I was like, she is jacked. Like she, she just looked like she, she looked like real fit. And to me, not that bodybuilding I feel like I sound like I'm trashing on bodybuilding. I swear to God, I'm not. But just the people like I graduated with that have done it now, they're like real teensy tiny little people. They're real little. And she just looks like she could, and she, you know, we'll talk about it later, but she really beasted it out. So I think I was pleasantly surprised by her. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean to fire any shots. I don't mean to fire any shots here, but um, I think for both of us, 
that's just ignorance on bodybuilding. Cause like, I, I didn't know what to expect with her. And to be honest, I wouldn't, I don't know the first thing about bodybuilding. Like in my mind, they're just people who take a bunch of steroids and get huge in the gym. Like, and I know that's not true for every bodybuilder, but like, I'm not educated enough to know what is a fair assessment. Well, she's an IFBB pro, so she's probably on something. <laughs> I mean, you don't get to you don't get to that stage of you know bodybuilding without a little help. <laughs> not natty. You're saying Cassie's natty or not? She is now, she's... but <laughs> maybe she is now. But you know, back in the day, probably not. No, but there are nuances. There are nuances to, to bodybuilding. There's different tiers, different categories, and IFBB pros. That's where people aim to be. So she's top tier. And to be fair, as we like talk, as we get into like the events, I actually thought her event did her modality the least justice. And some of that is because you can't do it in a weekend, right? That's what they're planning on doing. They did a pose off. And if you're going to be honest, like, yes, there's some like art and skill to the pose off itself, but really like the art and skill of bodybuilding is the part where you're sculpting those muscles, where you're in the gym every day working on doing the boring stuff. Well, the stuff I find boring, like grinding with the the barbells and dumbbells and stuff, the machines, that's like really the, in my mind, at least like what the actual test is, is how you can manipulate your body to be that quote unquote ideal physique, right? Am I wrong with that? Um, well, actually posing is huge in um, routines. It's basically like three hours at the gym, one hour of posing practice that goes into a lot of the, the show prep. Not that I'm an expert on being a bodybuilder. Do you think it's a fair test though for like that type of like fitness that was a gimme to all of the, uh, to the bodybuilders that, that did that. Yeah. Cause there was no way anybody else was going to win because bodybuilders are built to have symmetry and they are judged on symmetry of their muscles. So they obviously have that in the bag. DLB did say that she felt one of the reasons she felt the posing was not the best like not the best event was because she was like you get to put so much of your own creativity into your your poses like I guess like your routine that was the word she used like you were posing routine and she said you know we were kind of just told do this do that do this do that she was like so you didn't get to see the individuality or the creativity come through which is I guess part of the judging I didn't know that so she I just made a note of that and thought that was interesting I think that's another category of bodybuilding where you can actually be like very creative. Like I think Mike O'Hearn does that kind of bodybuilding where you get up on a stage and you do like a, like a little routine, like you get down, you like move and shake a little bit, but I don't know like the, the distinctions and whether or not they're doing what they're told or anything like that. They just torque it. Yeah. Just, well, <laughs> there's a lot of butt shots. That I, I gotta tell you. The first event, which was the second episode, was uh, Max Lifts, which is always like my favorite, right? They did uh, a clean and they did a deadlift. No surprise, the Olympic weightlifter won the clean and the powerlifter won the deadlift, right? And then it probably isn't surprising that Brooke Ends, the CrossFitter, came in second for both of those because she's the one that practices both of those too. But what did surprise me was how the other ladies did not 
cross train that maybe it's because I do do CrossFit. I would assume there's some cross translation that, you know, if you Olympic weightlift, you would still care about deadlifting at least occasionally. It was kind of um, shocking to me to find out that that's not the thing. That's not the case. Didn't shock me so much that like uh, the power lifter didn't clean ever because that's like a very bro lift session type of like, you know, discipline. But to hear that, like Maddie, Maddie Rogers never deadlifts and that like the bodybuilder didn't know what she was like. She had to be taught how to clean like that shit surprised me like quite a bit, actually. DLB straight up reverse curled 165 pounds. And I was impressed. She said the same thing that the bodybuilder on the, the men's side did like, oh, it's just an upright row. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't remember anything from the men's one, but I, I do remember like both laughing at DLB's like cleans and being highly impressed at the same time. Imagine having no form and still beating my one rep max. <laughs> that was very. I really enjoy watching um, people who are good at Olympic lifting. Olympic lift. That's just like when the barbell just hits just right, and it's like ching, ching, you know. Uh, so I really enjoyed that that event. And I really liked watching like the amateur uh, versus like the professionals in that that one in particular. I think just a little bit because it's kind of reminiscent of anybody who goes through their own fitness journey with with Olympic lifting in particular. Like you take those day one videos where you first learned how to do a snatch and you feel so freaking cool. And then like two years later, you watch those videos and you're like, well, that's trash. That's just trash. <laughs> Let's just forget that happened. <laughs> but it was, it was very cool to see. Um, like I said, like Daniel and Bailey is strong as heck, like reverse curling 165 pounds. What I was surprised by, and I put this, that was Maddie Rogers squat cleaned every lift. And I think squat cleaning is so much harder to naturally do. I don't know, just for me. That so doesn't surprise me because my squat clean is much higher than my power clean. Uh, I feel like the trick to the squat clean is really just the catch. And I can I can catch a lot heavier in the squat and then stand up with it. We're like doing it in the power is, is a lot harder. Maybe, and it could be a mobility thing. I don't know. Um, but as I've, and granted, I don't have nearly the expertise that she does, but as I have been working on my ollie lifts, specifically my clean, and all we do is squat clean more in ollie class, I have learned that I can I can catch the weight easier. I have more stability when I'm in that like squat position. Yeah, and that makes sense. I think I was just surprised because I think the like mechanics of a squat clean are a lot harder. She's a gold medalist, right? Well, no, I'm talking about Maddie Forberg. Oh, wait. You said Maddie Rogers. Yeah, you said Maddie oh, Rogers. Whoops. So Maddie Rogers actually did power cleans on all of them. Yeah, she, I was going to say <laughs> Maddie Rogers. Definitely. And sorry, Maddie Forberg did squat uh, cleans on everything. Maybe because maybe it felt right starting it easier. Like, or maybe it yeah. felt right like learning that way, you know, because like I said, it is easier to catch it for me. Yeah, I just thought it was cool. But you did refresh my memory. Maddie Rogers's snap to like under the bar was just impressive. I don't have another word for it. Just watching how fucking fast she would catch that bar. I just feel back. I thought I Cassie died. You're right, Cassie. <laughs> it does look like she's dying. It's actually kind of. Is she? Are you floating? <laughs> she's what's, moving. What's going on? <laughs> she's definitely walking somewhere. 
But that makes yeah, it no. So, so hilarious. In case you <laughs> look, <laughs> what? Like talk without yelling. God, loud. Um, I'm definitely making that a clip of you walking through because your background <laughs> stayed the same. So it looked it looked like you were just like floating in air. <laughs> God, they're so loud. I don't understand. You can talk without shouting. No, you can't. You've, do you see you who you're in a group can. with right now? <laughs> I also want to say this for Maddie Forbert, because she learned how to clean in like a matter of maybe days. That's just a testament to like how well these people have like can train and learn other modalities in such a short amount of time. Because I think she got up to maybe 155, 165 for her clean maybe days i would i'm guessing it's a lot shorter than that too yeah just imagine being so strong that you can learn a whole new movement and be proficient at it this way i've been doing crossfit for four years and i started going back to ollie i think jeremy let me put 10 pounds on the bar this week and that was a big upgrade from last week when i used an empty barbell after four years of doing this (laughs) so you're that's very true like it really does say a lot to how athletic these women are as we critique everything they do so up next was the deadlift and this was really interesting because obviously maddie forberg won and brooke ends came in second but brooke ends actually pulled more weight than maddie forberg did but they used that method which i'm sure is based on like body weight but it was interesting i just thought it was very interesting because maddie forberg pr'd uh she did sumo deadlift and brooke ends did just standard deadlift and lifted more, but like Maddie Forberg still got the win, which I'm not taking that away from her. She's obviously like an amazing athlete, but I was like all excited. Cause I was obviously rooting for Brooke Enns and I was like, she pulled more. And then she didn't win even though she pulled more, but that's, I mean, that's okay. But I just want the thoughts on that. I thought it was fair. Uh, she's a much smaller athlete. That's how you, I mean, that's how most places judge athletes when they're not in the same weight class. Oh, I didn't think about weight class. It's just like, um, that makes what, sense. It, it was it's just like what Kristen was saying about 21.4 or something that body weight and height are not taken into account when you're, when you're lifting. So someone who's 300 pounds, who has a 300 pound deadlift, it's not as impressive when you have me who's won something. I'm not going to say my weight on here, <laughs> pulling like 300. It's completely different things. Yeah, I, I actually think it was done uh, done well. Um, but that kind of does, if you don't have any other thoughts, it kind of does tie into my thoughts on Christine. I do have one more thought. I'm uh, sorry. No, no. We'll, we'll, just, we'll put, just, we'll put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that and we'll talk about your thought. Okay. I just have a public service announcement um, because Dana Lynn Bailey said when she deadlifts heavy, she pees. And I would just like all women to know if you're peeing during double unders or during your lifts, Go see a pelvic floor physical therapist. You do not need to be peeing your pants. It is not normal, despite what they want to tell you. Doctors don't refer you to pelvic floor health regularly. Um, and they definitely should, because that's just a muscle imbalance. And like 90% of the time it's fixable. So you don't need to be peeing your pants. It's okay if you do. It's totally cool. Nobody at the gym ever cares. But you just shouldn't have to live with that because medical professionals want to ignore it. What if I shit myself while I deadlift? That actually can be helped by a pelvic floor therapist as well. <laughs> I mean, they both are pelvic floor muscles. Yeah. And that happens to women a lot too after giving birth. And that's a whole different episode. But um, I just do want to, because she did bring it up. She was like, I pee every time I lift really heavy. 
So she didn't, like, it almost seemed like she really didn't want li- to lift too heavy because of it. But one, nobody's judging you. Two, use your health insurance. Go see a, pu- a pelvic floor physical therapist because you deserve to not feel like you're going to pee your pants all the time. I'd like to say that Ashley knows this because she's an occupational therapist, but it's really because she spends all her free time at the physical therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Unpin that thing that you're talking about. Unpin. They did Christine, which was three rounds for time. 500 meter row, 12 deadlifts, supposed to be a body weight, but uh, if I remember correctly, they did it 95, 21 box jumps with a 20 inch box, 24 if you're men, but there were no men. So my initial thought kind of loops back to the bot, like to this deadlift was like, there's 12 deadlifts at body weight and they didn't do it at body weight. They did it at 95 pounds. And I don't think that was actually fair because deadlifting their body weight would have helped Maddie Forberg who struggled the most at this event. And the reason why I say that is because the other ladies would have had to lift heavier. Like, yes, the workout would have been harder for her because she was deadlifting more than 95 pounds, but I think like it would have been harder for Maddie Rogers and uh, DLB. And, and I would have been curious to see what it would have actually been if they had actually done the wad as prescribed. I think all those ladies could have done it. It was just interesting to see it uh, play out the way it did. 95 is much different for Brooke Entz than it is for Maddie Forberg, as we know. Yeah, and she's used to all those high reps at a lower weight. So that could be a little bit difficult for someone who specializes in deadlifts to constantly keep going faster and having to do such high volume. Because you know that power lifters do not do more than three reps at a time. She got a shit ton of cardio that day. <laughs> She's like, what's this? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> she looked at the rower. She was like, what is this? <laughs> like, I'm getting all the fitness. I don't want this. <laughs> is this a torture device? What is that? Yeah, my, my note for her is uh, straight up not having a good time. <laughs> I actually, I really felt for her. And I, I actually made another note that I never thought about before in CrossFit. But I actually thought this was also unfair for her. Um, just because of how much shorter she is than everybody else to be doing those box jumps when I mean jumping is already harder for women because of our center of gravity and like she is significantly shorter than everybody else and it kind of I had a thought of like should box jump height be dictated not as much by gender but by like if you have like six foot legs just pulling them up higher I don't know maybe it's harder maybe I'm completely off but it I it was just a thought that I had I don't know if you guys ever thought that, but I just felt bad. She was like, girl, that box was like more than halfway up her body. Yeah. I mean, again, that's like the, in an ideal world, they would have found women of generally the same size from different walks to land, like different disciplines with like around the same age. Right. That would have been like ideal, but I, I, I you can't, you can't work with that. I, that would have taken way too much time. In the sense of a regular workout, I think you pick your sport that you're going to have places where you have wheelhouses and places where you, you have difficulties. But this was to compare like what modality was the fittest, which it didn't convince me of any one way anyway, if we're going to spoil the ending. Like I just thought it was just an interesting um, pandering to crossfit don't get me wrong i enjoyed it i'll let you pander crossfit all day <laughs> i i don't know have you guys done christine i haven't Mm-mm. we should now i kind of want well, to you know what we will let's do it 
I have done it. I'll do it again. It, I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it was just, it definitely is a different beast than what it looked like on the screen. And I think it's those 90, they were flying through those 95 pound deadlifts, right? Maybe it's a different beast because I'm 220 pounds, right? Like <laughs> that was the part that always took me the longest because it's 220 pounds, 12 times, right? It's a lot of volume. Uh, and I yeah. and I don't think it showed that. It showed like, to me, it showed like the deadlifts were the break in the workout. And I actually think the rowing is the break in the workout. I think that I think that this was a lot like the pose off, where it was the give me to um, the the specialized athlete. Because if you so if anybody has watched the men's, um, the max lift for the Olympic lifter. Uh, he just blows everybody out of the water. I think they do a clean and a jerk, I think, or just a clean. And he blows them out of the water, but he comes like in third place when they do grace, which is 30 clean and jerks for time. And obviously the CrossFitter who has trained in muscular endurance, you know, absolutely crushes everybody in like a matter of minutes like it it's literally it's a noticeable time when that well the crossfit athlete that is in the men's team or is on the men's show is is jacob hepner um and he's basically just chilling while everybody's finishing and it's the same thing with brookends like they clearly train muscular endurance for a lot longer time than everybody else does because they just have that in their discipline that they do that so of course the CrossFitter is going to win that because they're going to choose an event that has muscular endurance that they're going to win at. And the real test is who comes in after the, uh, the CrossFitter, who comes in after the bodybuilder, who comes in after that. That's when you see who, like, who's actually winning the test of fitness. Oh, I agree with that. I, I thought you were about to say that's why you felt that uh, the, cro- like the CrossFit part wasn't like truly a good, a good test of fitness. Um, but I was like, well, that's, to, you know, it's exactly that to test the muscular endurance and that kind of capacity. But yeah, watching, watching who came in second throughout the workouts was kind of more interesting because you knew who was going to take first in each event that was kind of expected. Um, and I kind of like that. And we'll, we'll talk about the, you know, the winner at the end, but um, it be kind of, it became pretty obvious pretty early on who, who was, who would take the cake. Yeah. And I, and the thing that, they recognized who was going to be the clear favorite. You know, they said, this is the event. This is who we think is going to win. So at that point, you know who, like, you know the deal. Like, you know what's going to happen. Which is interesting because I think, did they mention for the next event, the field or the, the field house one, it, like, who the favorite was? I forgot. I don't think they did. I think that was when the true test of fitness came in. But it was more, it it wasn't really like fitness. It was just overall, who's the better athlete? Because you're having different kind of field events that kind of test that person at their own individual level and not at their discipline. And for those of you listening, it was like typical like sports, maybe like more specific football-esque type uh, events. Like they did like a, a jump and then uh, like a long jump and they did like an actual like uh vertical ver- jump. yeah vertical jump which uh which looked like a lot of fun actually i the the field house stuff was the stuff i and i do not envy them doing christine 
I was like, man, I wish I had a whole field house at my disposal to do this stuff with. Cause they did both of those jumps. They did, uh, a, they did suicides and a sprint and am I missing anything? The soccer, they were, they had to kick a ball into the Well, target. so that's funny. Cause I thought the soccer thing was actually stupid. Oh, see, I disagree. And I think I disagree because of my profession. Okay. So yeah. So let's see, let's see if we have the same point that we're agreeing on. Okay. So that actually was more of a test of um, visual motor skills, which are important to any athlete. So, and visual motor skills are like, you think of hand-eye coordination a lot, but there's actually a lot that goes into like kicking a ball into a goal versus like people are just like, oh, aim and kick. But your like brain, and I would say your eyes, but like your eyes just take in the information and your brain needs to like have a good scanning ability in order to scan, you know, left to right, top to bottom. And a lot of people don't naturally scan left to right, top to bottom. And that's something we work on a lot. And then you have to, you have to have good, uh, like visual perceptual skills while you're running. And then you add in the motor coordination of aiming. So aiming a ball at a net, which is like a very interesting, it's very athletic. Like if you don't naturally have those skills, um, you'll see an OT, but if you know, you're only kind of okay at them, you're not going to ever get professional training with them because they're not affecting you in your day-to-day life. But that's where you find, that's where natural athletes come from when they're like, oh, this person has natural talent. They have really good visual motor skills. And that's what makes you good at pretty much any sport. Plus some, you know, grit, you have to have grit. But Don't use logic. I want them to remain right. (laughs) So I actually, uh, well, I kind of felt the same way at first. So I was like, I could never do that. But I'm also not naturally athletic at all. I have zero natural athleticism. Um, any athleticism that I have comes from just being in the gym six days a week. I guess that would also play into factor with the uh, the baseball event where they had to hit balls, which is funny because I also thought that one was stupid at the time, but I would say I stand corrected. And then the last one was like Look, was eating, right? Softball bats are heavy. Well, I, that I, is a test of fitness. I, I don't I don't doubt that those like take skill, but I was questioning like the the fitness part of it. There's a lot of things that require skill that don't require fitness, but as Ashley explained, we won't have her explain it again. I think, I think she made her point. <laughs> um, and the last one was eating and that I thought was stupid too. I actually have a note. Um, watermelon eating. So dumb. Yeah. That's what I it was. It was very dumb. So yeah. In the, in the men's version of this, the guys eat like a triple cheeseburger with like, a whole plate of fries you would think that five eyes did like four burgers and then just took all the potatoes in idaho and then just shoved them on this table and for the guys and the women just had watermelon i thought that was so stupid it's so sexist we'll just give you a low yeah. calorie fruit i wonder if that was a woman's choice yeah. or if they or if they knew about the burgers they're like yo we're gonna get some fucking good ass food here and they're like getting all ready you know and then they're like Guys, we splurged on you. We got you each a whole baby watermelon. Fucking eat up. <laughs> we spent a three seventy nine on each of you. Disappointed because when I saw the watermelons, I thought they were going to have them crush the watermelons between their thighs, and I was like, that would be that would be interesting to see. They didn't want creepy ass dudes dropping in those DMs. That's what it was. Maybe that was the original plan, and they were like, Nah, dog. You, you know what Instagram is. <laughs> 
You've met men on the internet, right? <laughs> the funny thing is that all the YouTube comments were the women like, I want to see them crush the watermelons with their thighs. <laughs> I didn't hear any, I didn't see any men saying that. Um, no, the, and one of the things I kind of want to talk about as well, kind of just overall, like I said, I went into it really wanting Brooke Ends to win. Um, but as it went on, I really wanted uh, DLB to win. Because her, and it was, it was the CrossFit event that changed my mind. Her, like, her fight in that workout was outstanding. And I have to say, I think that's, like, kind of a secondary trait that the CrossFit workout has. Because, like, with the Olympic lift, I feel like that's a lot of, like, mental focus. Like, clarity, breathing, timing. And then with the deadlift, it was just, like, raw power. And then with the CrossFit event, it's the ability to, I've definitely been in the middle of a workout before I, where I just wanted to quit. Like, I just want to quit. Something that CrossFit trains is your ability to like quiet that voice or to use it to work harder or to chase something. And she was chasing Brookends. And I was, I was just rooting for her because she just had that fight in her. And I was like, I love this woman. Yeah. I mean, it made, it made sense in a way. Like she is used to high reps, I imagine. And there's gotta be some kind of grit to go to the gym and bodybuild. I, I mean, I don't like it. And it's one of those things where I just cannot imagine the, the mental place of someone who does enjoy it. Like Cassie, you did it for a while, right? No, I didn't do it. I just know a lot about them. But I'm just like Danilyn Bailey, like she incorporates elements of other disciplines into her training. So I think this was a good versatile workout for her because she already does other things other than bodybuilding. She's not solely a bodybuilder. I think she mentioned like circuit training in the gym, which I imagine if you're supersetting things, that is a CrossFit-esque like style right like you are moving from exercise to exercise and then looping back around what else is an amrap but a large superset right and so this is another cop out from the people who were picked is that brooke ends and daniel and bailey are already friends they're still friends they still train together so they already know each other quite well when they were doing this so you have to know that daniel and bailey is probably already doing crossfit workouts no surprise here, everyone. The winner was Brooke Entz. She either came in first or came in second or very close to second in like every event. It was just, it was just very pan. Like let's, let's face it. Like brute strength is a CrossFit company. <laughs> At least they do a lot of CrossFit shit and they were, uh, you know, they're the ones running the show. I would be in, I would have been interested if it had been like, I mean, I was interested regardless, but I would have been more intrigued if it had been hosted by a non-bias entity like legitimately trying to figure out the fittest modality and maybe even having a bigger pool of people but i guess that's technically what crossfit had started off as right like trying to find the fittest people by going multiple modalities (laughs) i don't know yeah theoretically you would think that the crossfitter already incorporates elements of all of those disciplines crossfit is the blend of all of those so (laughs) you would think that the crossfitter would win Yeah. And I think it's interesting because they're, I mean, I actually haven't noted a few times, like there were certain things that they were like the soccer event. They were like, Oh, it's a wild card. And then you find out that Dana and Bailey played soccer at a collegiate level. And I was like, how is this going to be a wild card? Like she obviously trained this. It's not a wild card at all. Interesting. But you're taking these people that are supremely fit, 
they're the top of their sport, right? Because even Brooke Entz coming in, I think, what was it, like 15th at the CrossFit Games is something I just know is unachievable for me in this lifetime. So she's so much fitter than your average person. It kind it might've been interesting to see like a first year bodybuilder, a first year CrossFitter, a first year Olympic lifter, like after one year of training, who really, who really gained the most fitness in a year? I think that might've been something kind of cool to do. Of course, it would not have been as fun to watch because it would have been like, I can do that. <laughs> there, and there were a lot of things that I think you could have seen coming, which one of them is Brooke Entz winning, but that's what CrossFit is. It's being like, mediocre or a little better than mediocre at everything so if you throw enough elements in there like eventually it's just going to even out to crossfit always winning not being a specialist at anything besides grit maybe grunt work not knowing what wad is going to get thrown at you like a stupid rowing wad matt titman uh before we jump into that uh (laughs) and it's not stupid i actually enjoyed it a lot i just like to talk shit (laughs) You guys have any final thoughts on this? So I will throw a curveball to you guys and say that, did you guys finish the the men's version? I did. I did not. So it's very interesting that the bodybuilder actually won that one mm. and the crossfitter came in second. I'm, maybe I'll go back and finish it. I do like Jacob Hepner. He was like a pure bodybuilder too. Like he was. You could see that. Mm-hmm. I think it was the PEDs, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Final thoughts. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I would 100% watch it again. Yeah, it was just it was just all around good. Yeah, I recommend that if you're sitting at home and you want to binge something, pull it up. It, if not, they've been very small digestible episodes. So if if you get through one or two and you're like, this isn't for me, just turn it off. You've already heard what we have to say about it. I do have to say it was funny. The one my one last uh, kind of comment that I wrote down as I was watching like this, me and Malcolm had bought like crap ton of Easter candy and we're like shoving peanut butter cups and like Butterfinger eggs, like, like literally eating bags of candy being like, I don't know, like during the pose off, like her left lap just doesn't, you know, quite look as developed. Can you pass the chocolate? That's how you, that's how you watch fitness though. Like that is, that is how you watch fitness. That's how I watched CrossFit games every damn year. The, the rowing workout was uh, a 30 R 20 and it was, for 30 minutes, you're going to row and you only get 20 strokes per minute. And man, I almost came in last. I think both of you ladies beat me, but I did beat my wife. I just edged out the last few seconds. I, I spent like the first 10 minutes trying to find a good strategy slash rhythm. I was like, maybe if I go fast and take a break and then I look over and I'm like really behind Catherine and I am about, I it's not arguable or yeah, you cannot argue it. I'm a better rower than Catherine. So the fact that she had more like meters than I did, I was like, shit, she's got a better strategy than me. So then I just tried to just row a steady 20 strokes per minute pace. And I was able to catch up and just edge her out. I'll be honest. I didn't understand what we were doing at first. So I just started rowing. Um, <laughs> and then about halfway through uh, I actually, I really enjoyed this workout, um, but like I understood finally. And so for the first, you know, they break it down into minutes. I was between 19 and 21 for the whole thing. So I was happy that I at least managed that not knowing what I was supposed to be doing. But once I kind of caught on to what I was supposed to do, um, I actually got a little bit of 
like the runner's high halfway through where I just all of a sudden I was like real excited and I felt really good and I kind of forgot what doing that like grinded out long cardio really can do like you hate the first few minutes the first few minutes were just horrifying and I didn't want to do it anymore and I hated I hated you Matt but then halfway through I got that nice little hit of adrenaline and I felt really good so I just really enjoyed this workout and we had like more people from the gym do it with us right Cassie that's right. I roped in Gardner and Greg, and now we're all friends. We're all best friends now. Did Greg know I was doing it? Does Greg listen? I don't think so. Well, if you do I listen, think he Greg, just did it for friendship. Hi, Greg. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I knew Gardner listened. Three so. listeners. Hi, Gardner. Thank you for continually listening. All three of our listeners. Thank you. <laughs> no, the, it was. Well, so I did this after doing a wad that actually had rowing in it. So I was not having fun. <laughs> um, and the entire time I really wanted to put a butt pad on and I, I didn't have a butt pad. Oh, man, I was I was numb by about nine minutes in. Do you remember your guys's meters? So I had six thousand five hundred eighty three meters total. You also. Yeah, you, you both. I actually me. pulled it up on my phone right now because I knew it would come in here. Yeah, I had six hundred six thousand uh three hundred and thirty-one. So oh, beat Ashley. Yeah. You beat me. I had five thousand nine hundred and eighty-five. Oh, get on my level. Yeah. Well, maybe I shouldn't have like tried to sprint out for a first half minute and then rest. Um uh, and this week, I believe Ashley's dishing it out. Uh this was kind of a gimme for this week. And I almost feel bad doing it, but we're gonna do Christine. We have to. <laughs> We have to do Christine. It's not even a choice. And we're going to also do the Olympic lift. We're going to also do the deadlift. It is going to be a volume challenge. They can be segmented over multiple days because I do understand that some people have responsibilities outside of exercise. I appreciate this. That will be this week's challenge. Should you accept it? All right. So Christine, a max clean and a max deadlift. And you can pull sumo since they were able to pull sumo. And you can squat or power. Take that, Vic. Is that anything else? We Are we good? We have no listener mail. <laughs> wow, check. guys. Yeah. Get on it. Guys, seriously. E- email you us. You know a question. We want love. <laughs> uh, I want to try something new where we give the um, guests a teaser of what is coming next week. And I had already decided and I had already warned Ashley. We're talking meal prep next week. Yay. As you guys know, we, we've been watching what Ashley eats, and she is our expertise in meal prep. So we're going to talk about that, and you can uh, reach the show with listener mail at uh, wadamouth at gmail.com. You can find it at, on Instagram at wadamouth, and you can find me at Instagram. Uh, I swear to God, I'm not drunk, and I didn't get the vaccine I should be good. Uh, I don't know why I'm stumbling over my words. Um, but you can find me on Instagram at uh, live underscore laugh underscore why uh, for some spicy memes about CrossFit. And uh, you can find me at prep it real good. Um, sorry, guys, I have not been posting the last week, but I'm doing a full meal prep Monday, and you can watch that. I'm Cassie. He's Platty. I'm Dude Bro. Watch us work out. <laughs>